This episode is sponsored by Backblaze Online Backup. It's a simple way to back up all your movies, photos, music, videos, and all other data for just $5 a month. It's simple, and you can access all your data online from wherever you are. Try it absolutely free by going to backblaze.com cpc. I'm an evil wizard. <coughs> hey, Grant. <clears throat> you do, you create one-page role-playing games for your Patreon patrons. I like, I mean, what I really like is is ripping off popular media um, properties so I don't have to do any work myself. Yeah. I liked your Nabisco <laughs> uh, chocolate and chances game that you created. I don't know what you just said. I don't either. Oh, uh, right. Is, is that like an Oreo thing you're I saying? Was... They have like Clorox brand or something, and that was the other one? Hydrox is the generic Hydrox. Oreo. Okay. Hail That's Hydrox. a terrible name. W- yeah. Weren't they the original as well? Uh, probably. I don't Hydrox. know. Hydrox? I mean, neither makes sense. And also, they're just shit-tier biscuits as well. Well. I found I found a brilliant way to get to get Americans upset okay. is to pretend there is no difference between scones and biscuits. <laughs> and like, because I'm a member of, of several groups on Facebook. Hey, actually, this, this is me veering dangerously close to delivering the promised content of the show. You, um, you like occasionally people like an American will be on there and say, "Ah, uh, this isn't a biscuit. You're doing biscuits wrong." And then, and then, sort of like, oh, actually, it's a scone. You got that one. It's oh no, scones are shit, and biscuits are perfect. And I just like, I like winding up Americans by going and saying, oh no, they're exactly the same. (laughs) Biscuits and scones are identical. So if you, um, when you imagine a southern buttermilk biscuit, Mm -hmm. like a Pillsbury biscuits on gravy, that sort of thing. Yeah. Hey, thanks for making fun of the whole South. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey! Go on. You're not exempt. I, uh, I believe I believe I can do a southern accent without any sort of problems. Problems? Actually, no, actually, there are some problems there. We'll move on. We should we should do an episode someday where it's just us trying the accents of each other's cultures and like having a master class where you're like, no, you're pronouncing five with an I sound, and it's quite class with a U. It's quite clear. It's quite clear or as we with say, the, with a U E. Foof. Foof. It's five. 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 I, I quite like your sort of ogre voice you do sometimes. So perhaps a little bit more. Yeah, you know, it is an ogre. A bit more nasal, perhaps, than an ogre. Maybe it, a hobgoblin. It's like if you took Michael Caine <laughs> and, you, and you filled him with extra fluids. It's like Michael Caine slowly filling up with custard. Ah, <laughs> uh, dream. It's That's... filling my throat. Don't forget to get yourself a creme egg on your way out. <laughs> Master Wayne. Welcome to my tuck shop. <laughs> Would you care to throw around a football? Or as, <laughs> or as we call it in jolly old England, a soccer ball. Actually, we call them futeballs. Oh, a futeball. A futeball. I no. see, my dear. Um, we, we... I really like doing the Southern accent. I was, I was in a LARP once in America, 
uh, which is a live-action role-playing game for your non-nerdy listeners who are out busy kissing girls. And You're having a lot, mate. Yeah, I am having a lot. You're having a bit of a lot. Oh, are you, are you, are you pulling a Mickey? Because you guys say, are you having a bit of a laugh? Um, no. But you say, laugh like laugh. You say, you say, are you, say, are you having a laugh? Not, are you, are you having, are you having a bit of a laugh? What Which if... Should be, I really like that. It's like, like, are we telling a little joke? Are we having a bit of a laugh? <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, what if it's you and your co-host Chris? Mm-hmm. What's his last name? Taylor. Chris Taylor. Yes, mm-hmm. he has two first-person names Ta- as his well, whole name. Well, like, like, like in America, yeah. Like, no, no one, no one's actually called Taylor, <laughs> except the Taylor. Well, like, well, like it's it's a surname because it's a profession. But like, right. you've got that Lordner character. Anyway, go on. Anyway, so um. Yeah, if you guys if yeah. if you, if you guys were goofing around mm-hmm. making jokes at each other and mm-hmm. he somehow offended you with a goof mm-hmm. and you were like, mm-hmm. "Hey man, that's not cool." He'd be like, "Oh, I was just having a bit of a laugh." Oh, I In- was I, I was just cunting you up, he'd say. A cunting you up? Yeah. He would say that? No, it's not a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, that's the most horrible thing. <laughs> like, like we, we, we reserve that. So, like, that, that is we. I reserve that for when I'm playing online games, and I wish to talk about someone who displeased me. But aside from that, that yeah, that's. That. I mean, I think that word, the c word in England, mm. is is viewed as less vitriolic than it is here. It's, it's pretty bad. Like, it's very rare you'd hear it. You certainly wouldn't say it in front of your mum. Oh, that's good. Yeah, um, the, and the like, I, I just felt a bit it. bad saying. Oh, they love saying it in Australia. <laughs> it's, it translates directly into best friend. <laughs> Did the Australians have like a taboo word? Um, well, it depends. <laughs> it depends on who you're talking to because they've got some issues with race over there. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, in, we don't in, need to delve into. Yeah, that. well, that's, that's, that's the thing. Like in, in in the they like they have an indigenous people in their nation, which uh, we, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't really have indigenous people in England. Or like, or like, we've we've been knocking around for so long that you can't really tell who was Anglo and who was Saxon and what have you. Yeah. Hmm. Who was a a, a picked? Who was yes? Who was? Um. Let's talk about Cockney rhyming slang. Cockney rhyming slang. I I find it fascinating. Cockney rhyming slang. It's a uh, it's kind of a it's a playful language. It's, it, there, there, there's a measure of poetry to it. Hmm. Uh, so literally everyone knows what Cockney rhyming slang is. Uh, because everyone's seen Mary Poppins, starring actual English person Dick Van Dyke. What? No. No, he's, he's American. Shut your gob. It was it was a cool every day's an holiday with you, Mary. Which is just <laughs> so far from what an English person sounds like. <clears throat> well, I mean, was, was bear in mind, we Baron... all... <laughs> sorry, 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 Karen. Bear in mind, we only had like six English people in the country <laughs> at the time of the filming of Mary Poppins, and Alfred Hitchcock was always booked, so... Mm. Vocal coaches were few and far between. Would you smoke it if it was legal? Oh, yeah, totally. But but, but you don't because it's illegal. Yeah, because I don't want to go to... Oh, that's kind of charming. I like that. Hey, listen, um, Johnny Mnemonic. I can't just, like... <laughs> I can't just, like, break the law and... Yeah, that's true. And then admit it on a podcast. Well, that's true. Uh, that's yeah, true. but yeah. It, it, here in Chicago, jail is mm-hmm. frightening. Oh, I see. I, ah, right. I okay. have been to a jailhouse when I was on a, a a jury. We took a trip to the jailhouse. Oh, that's kind of that's strange. Why? 
Yeah, it was it was like really stupid because uh, I was on a grand jury. I don't know if I'm allowed to admit this. I was wow. on a grand jury, and you serve for a month. Oh wow! And you review many many cases, mm-hmm. and then in the final week, they take you on a trip to the adjacent jail, not mm-hmm. the prison, but the jail. Right. Um, so the jail's like a short term prison. Yeah. And they take you through like the old 1930s section that's like hideous and awful. And they take you the to old the old 1930s prisoners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Al Capone's ghost. Um, <laughs> and they they take you to the modern wing where everything's like uh, digitized and knives, plexiglass, mm. laser knives. Mm. Um, but like it's frightening and it's ho- and it's horrible. And it's mm. just like a human zoo. Where everyone's yeah. unhappy and angry all the time, mm. and I was like, "Wow, you took us here in the end. If you took us in the beginning, yeah, we, we might would have voted differently. <laughs> yeah, we would have been like, no one should go on trial. Everyone mm. should be free. Mm. But you know, well, I think like it's barely illegal over here. Pot? Yeah, barely. That's crazy. You guys well... are you guys are so loose." Yeah, we're 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 real loosey goosey. Yeah, what's that famous British expression? Um, loose upper lip. Loose upper lip. That's right. That's why all of those old British men in the social clubs with the great big <laughs> mustaches, where they're always like, <laughs> I, 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 I was a wager. because of a life of loose living. Mm, loose living. Welcome to the Loose Lips Leisure Association. <laughs> I, I trust we'll find will stay very uh, enjoyable. Oh no, the haunted British hotel. <laughs> it calls, it's called Loose Lips. The Loose Lips Lounge? And it's got ghosts in it? Yeah. Jesus. Like really long, like horrible Japanese ghost style. But like, but like, like they've got Japanese ghosts with horrible long rubbery lips. Just yeah. Trailing around on the floor behind them. Yeah. It, and they have no feet. That's oh. how you tell. No feet on a yokai. Oh, yes. Yes. What do they do with the feet? Mm, the feet get to go to heaven. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> because Jap- just... Japanese people take care of their feet so immaculately. Even if do you they... are a murderer, your foot is still without sin. Uh, and and the, i got to say, like their the, the toilets seem really exciting. Well, you're a pervert, so of course you'd think that. <laughs> <You're> a... <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just fills me with a passion. You're a drug-using sex pervert who wants to just... <laughs> Fill your rectum with hot steam. It's the only way I can finish. Oh, give me some of that good steam. Mm, making a latte. <laughs> oh, God. No, geez, that's horrendous. I might, that's, that's such a horrible image of me pumping hot steam up my ass. Cockney rhyming slang. Cockney rhyming slang. Is a mysterious, mysterious thing. It makes one man weep, makes another, makes man, another sing. man sing. Sing. It's so it's it's a playful. There's, there's there's kind of a poetry to it, and there's there's also kind of the the joke with Courtney Rhyming Slang is that it's a it's it's a slightly exclusionary thing, and that if someone doesn't understand it, that's quite funny. A bit like those fucking intolerable people who play some sort of game, like like where you have to guess a word, but they don't tell you how to play the game, and they're like, oh, you're losing. <laughs> it's like, I, oh, God. I don't think I've encountered that since like school days. Yeah. Well, some people. I mean, some people do that. Uh, when they're older, it depends what sort of groups you hang out with at university. Yeah, I guess since you're like balls deep in the game design community, you yeah, probably right have to here. have to deal with a lot of people who will play games with you. 
like I both i tried i try to stop them both real games and um psychological games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well um no <laughs> those canny social engineers who play yeah. mind games with you to gain access to secure locations yeah it's true if, if there's one thing that the tabletop gaming um community is really renowned for it's a uh, slick social endeavors <laughs> we're real smooth operators every last man jack of us man jack that's a good word man jack he'd be, he'd be a really normal superhero <laughs> i don't understand why the jack is necessary um, well, it's like it also means man. So man, man. Yeah, every man, man. It's the, like the, the, an even less exciting superhero. It's like he man. Yeah, he was just very manly. Although, I, in a modern, in the modern sense, he man is very helpful because it tells you what his pronoun is. Oh, I suppose it does, but we shouldn't assume. <laughs> like. <laughs> His That's just his name. His parents named him He-Man, but he doesn't identify as male. <laughs> well, what about someone who was called um, She... She-Ra. She-Ra. She oh, no, she's got it, hasn't she? Yeah, she had that. I'm trying to think of a male name that begins with S-H-E, but it isn't working. Um, in aren't... I, had, I, I, I had Steven, which doesn't quite work. <laughs> Steven Dragon. Mm -hmm. Attorney at law. Mm -hmm. Attorney at claw. Oh shit! That's how he solves the cases. <laughs> uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Dragon. I'm gonna... Oh, court's adjourned. Oh. Let me hold on to my giant white wig as I flee the dragon. Man, that bit—that bit didn't go anywhere. That's such a shame. <laughs> Just that bit died, like like the legal documents getting burned up by by the attorney dragon's fire breath. I think that that bit, like a dragon as a lawyer. It's you know what's gonna happen. So well, well, I, well, I I could have maybe gone for like a hoard of gold or something in there. I, I could have had him erudite and speaky rather than just like yelling. Yeah, the unexpected thing is he's actually quite a competent lawyer. Mm, that's true. Yeah, or like you know what? Like he's just he's just a single mum trying to work his <laughs> way. It's it's basically the Good Wife, but starring a dragon, still played by Juliana Margulies. Mar Mar I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, you really like Cockney slang. No, I don't fucking care about it. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> no one gives a shit. It's bullshit. It just rhymes, Mark. No one actually uses the damn stuff. Uh, let's see, for example, you've got things like... T tell you what. I'm going to give you some rhyming slang. Now, these are all parts of the body. Okay? Okay. And you have to guess what they are. You're going to make a Frankenstein's monster of Cockney rhyming slang. Hey, there's a new Frankenstein show featuring everyone's favorite northerner, Sean Bean, on Netflix. Oh, yeah. How is that? Um, I started watching the first episode. I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like set, I guess, in the 1800s in England, and it's grimy. Yeah. And I, there's a certain appeal to me for that. I like it when there's historical stuff. You like it grimy. I like it grimy, I do. When I like it, grimy it, northern boys. Oh, boy. Uh, trains. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I like when there's historical fiction and it's mm. not like everyone looks like Brad Pitt and has straight white teeth mm. and is, you know. Everyone wants this horrendous snaggletooth motherfucker with one eye, three yeah, legs. Because, I mean. Dragging uh, their ass behind them in a cart. Up until like the 1960s, everyone on Earth was just like a sponge filled with vomit. <laughs> <laughs> just, everyone on Earth was just like a plastic bag full of asses. 
and like not even fresh ones. Yeah, like so, so like 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 Sophia Loren. Those are all drawings. <laughs> Was this the face that launched a thousand ships, Helen of Troy? Just like an ass face. Well, like well, they'd, they'd smash her face against the side of the ship, like like a <laughs> bottle of champagne. It just got worse every time. Go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that one ship every time? You just like a supercut. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, like, okay, okay, okay. It's quiz time. Quiz time. It's quiz time. All right, g- more games with the games man. Yeah, I, c- I can't relax unless I'm running a game. You're never I've serious. E- I've got an easy one for you. All right. Minces. Minces. And I can use it in a sentence. Okay. It's a noun, I want to say, rather than the verb minces. <laughs> uh, so, for example, you'd say, Oh, she's a lovely pair of minces. <laughs> um, okay. And it's a part of the anatomy? Mm-hmm. You did... And she might have a pair of them. Yeah, so if she has a pair of them... I know what we're all yep. thinking, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. with eyes. It is! Mince pies. Eyes. Well uh, done. Nice. I felt that there was a trick in there. Uh, well, not really. I just you, uh, yeah well yes that's true I mean I have it in Sydney it was breasts wasn't what didn't I you wanted like, oh. me to, to walk down a path of tats I want you to walk down the titty path <laughs> come on all down titty lane this one's in more common usage all right a barnet barnet a barnet bonnet b o n n e t b a r n b a r n e t the way you say barnet barnet <laughs> sounds there like how I say the old-timey hat, the bonnet. 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 All bonnet. these maids with the bonnet on it. Oh, oh I love it. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no more. Oh, 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 it's, it's paralyzed Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, a, a barnet. Barnet. Um, let's say... <sighs> Jesus, this is inscrutable. Mm. Let's let's say I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. It's short for Barnet Fair. Hair. Yep. There you go. Got Barnet it. Barnet. So got we'll, it. we'll go for one more because this is radio poison. Um Hampsteads. Hem Hampsteads, or as you say or as you say in London, Hampsteads. So H A M P S T E D S. S T E A D S. Hampsteads. Close enough. Yeah, yeah, either of those is good. Hampsteads. Amsteds. Um, it's not. It's not a tailless uh, rodent, is it? Uh, no, it's okay. not a part of the body. You need to go to a doctor, like a real doctor, not your roommate. Okay. Um, Amsteds. Uh, Amsteds. Ar- is it armpits? Nah, doesn't rhyme with armpits, does it? I don't know how you pronounce armpits. <laughs> or, or as I pronounced it. Amsteds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a terrible sweat on me, Amsteds. <laughs> Give me some of that. Well, I guess you call it axe, you're listening. You call it, wouldn't you? We call it lakes. <laughs> okay, what's that, Amstead? It's a teeth. Teeth? Hampstead Heath. Short for teeth. Hampstead Heath, which is a so place. Ha- it's just a place, yes. Yeah, wealthy people live near there. Oh. And, well, uh, yeah. That terminates this segment. <laughs> Grant, welcome. I, 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 I have a button. 
I have, I, have a, I have a button which generates a noise for terminating a segment. Would you like to hear it? Sure. That terminates the segment. Is this a new Hardy Dice Friends thing? No, I just have a button on my desk. I mainly keep it around um, because my the players in my Monday night game, they descend into just vile innuendos. Which, far, which, which, make, which honestly make the women in the room uncomfortable. So I've elected myself as a sort of tone police. That if, if people just start making jokes about cocks, I'll slam the button. And then we'll, we'll, that's, a, that's a slight sign for them to maybe step back from the <laughs> brink of dicks. Now, my theater education, mm-hmm. uh, as, as distant in the past as it is, I seem to recall there was a British um, official whose job it was, like, until maybe the 60s or 70s, to like um, ascertain whether a play or work of art was obscene or not. Hmm. And Makes I, sense. We have obscenity laws. We still, I, those are still in place, I think. I want to say it was the Lord Chamberlain, but I don't know if that's right. I, I, I don't know, I'm afraid. What? I don't know, I'm afraid. Hmm. I hear that um, working blue, like if an old-timey vaudeville comedian is like, mm. ah, great, there's no kids in the audience. We're yeah. going to go blue tonight. A little um, bit of blue for the dance. I heard that that blue comes from like the the obscenity citation that ah. your your play would receive was written on blue paper or written in blue or something. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Mark. Showbiz. Hi, I'm Mark. Mark. Hi, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark, I want you to talk to me about the Fourth of July. Oh. Oh yeah. I want I want to move on to section three because so initially we're just going to part the curtain here a little bit. Ooh. I'd uh, <laughs> uh, found me in my boudoir. I um I looked up uh the 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 mad bad lords and ladies, the most dishonourable nobles mm-hmm. that Britain has to <laughs> offer, and um the main problem with the lords and ladies is they very rarely have comeuppances for being absolute twants. Because they have huge amounts of money and privilege surrounding them, as well as influential social networks. So generally, these like I I I had a few prepared, and they're just lists of wealthy people who've done horrible things, oh. and it wasn't didn't really feel super great. Wasn't a really fun podcast topic. Yeah, I did. I have I have an anecdote. I have an anecdote. I have an antidote. Oh, cool. Uh, the Harveys. Britain's most scandalous arist- aristocratic family. So it's spelt Hervey's. Mm-hmm. And there was a popular 18th century witticism, which is, when God made the human race, he created men, women, and Harveys. Because they just fucked everyone. Oh, like they sexually. All, yeah, they all had lots of threesomes. Um, the, um, the, the second Lord Harvey uh, was 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 one of the um, only openly gay um, men in. Was, he, he lived from nineteen sixteen ninety six to seventeen forty three, and he was the only open like one of the one of a handful of openly gay men in in, in public scene at the time. Um, but because he was so massively wealthy, he didn't really catch much flack for it. Wow. Um, but he uh, like the 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 fact the, 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 the uh, he, he he was known as Lord Fanny. Um, which means which means a different thing in our country. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it it like their their lineage would go on, and they would again resurge in the thirties uh, with Victor Harvey, a uh, a playboy who got into like tremendous drug dealing. Oh. Um. He was. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that was his son. He was involved in the nineteen forty six rob- rob- robbery of Hever Castle. 
Uh, <laughs> he he uh, he supplied guns to Franco. <laughs> oh, not so great. Yeah, not so great. Um, but uh, his son boasted of sleeping with over two thousand rent boys. What's a rent boy? A uh, male prostitute, generally quite oh. young. Um, so that's the thing. Like they all, they all had these scandalous lives, and it's, it's all very, oh, how fascinating. But really, they are unrepentant. I'm going to use the c word again. Cads. Oh, my ears. I didn't. I didn't use the big c word. I feel uncomfortable using it without sort of slipping it in. You know. <laughs> I know. I know how that feels. <laughs> um, um. So. So. What. What I thought might be fun is that um the Torre or his this intern he's palmed me off with. I'm not an intern. Could maybe. Could maybe. Yeah. Sure. I could came maybe first. Talk to, do you get paid? Could maybe talk to me about um about an American thing. And uh, tell me, like, and m- maybe, maybe, perhaps, like, l- like water to the fishes, you can examine something which goes unsaid, and maybe cast a uh, an insightful eye over it. Yeah. So yeah. while this show has unquestionably gone off the rails, um, this uh, yeah, we're yeah. doing a little strategy of we're building new rails <laughs> as we go, as we go. So I have prepared some uh, lore Americana for our American readers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's more appropriate that I say this than Dottore because Dottore has a little problem with words and mm-hmm. facts. Or as he'd say, verbs. Verbs. <laughs> That's a good one. Let me write that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me write that down. I'm the uh, stork from the Colossus Pickle advertisement. I've never seen those advertisements. There's a, like, sort I'll, of... I'll t- Mark, I'll take you for it. Go on. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I'm just trying to help you for trivia night. Oh, right, yeah. Well, that, that, that trivia where you have to do impersonations of famous storks. Yeah, from Pickles ads. Yeah. A, a Clausen's Pickle. <laughs> um, okay, so here we go. We're going to mm. talk about the 4th of July, Grant, also known as Independence Day. Yes, the day that you're this... Your upstart colony. I'm going to say this: this this rogue colony really made its uh made its 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 thoughts known. Well, as America's finest lady Sarah Palin has said in the past, going mm-hmm. rogue is uh, something to aspire to. Mm. Okay. She was thinking of the X Men. Yes, of course. <laughs> like, well, like, like, what, well, like, 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 Iceman. Iceman is kissing Rogue, and it's like that's something to aspire to because everyone wants to give Anna Paquin a little smooch, right? Except she, sense. she's going to turn your veins black and drain all that mutant energy out of you. Oh, I need that mutant energy for my ice beams. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh no! Like, can, can non-mutants get off of Rogue, or is that just everyone? Uh, I think she sucks the life out of everyone. Oh no, Rogue. Yeah, because if you recall the first X-Men movie, and who doesn't, um, Rogue kisses a boy. Oh, what? and he dies. He do- I don't think he dies, but... His heart turns inside out and we see it. I think he has the petite mort, as uh, your oh, neighbors like to say. yeah. The petite mort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she's like, oh god, I'm a, I'm a succubus. And they're like, no, you're a mutant. She's like, okay, okay. Uh, okay, I speak with the devil, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just killed this goat, but sure, fine, okay, let's go. <laughs> I spend all night squatting on men's chests. 
so they pushing were, my long talons up their nose. They woke up in their Hagrid. Tell me more. <laughs> that that's a thing. They they wake up and they they they're, 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 they're the big character from Harry Potter. Uh, uh, Robbie Coltrane. Oh, Robbie Coltrane. Oh, we won't thank you for that. Oh, Master Harry. Um, tell me about betrayal day. <laughs> okay, the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. or American Independence Day, as y'all call it. Boo. <laughs> it's uh, an American holiday commemorating the Continental Congress's formal adoption of the Declaration of Independence from Great Britain on the 4th of July, 1776. You so re- You remembered that very well, almost like you're reading it verbatim. Hey, shut your fucking mouth, Gritzy. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, it's interesting. I was reading about it this morning, and as an adult, I don't mm-hmm. pursue history. Um, and I kind of... History would... pursues you, Mark. Oh, history has its eyes mm-hmm. on me, Alexander mm-hmm. Hamilton. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm like, whatever, this shit happened a long time ago. It's probably misreported, who cares? But it is interesting to learn history. Sure. This has been things we already knew. <laughs> so Are you gonna teach them to people? Nope. Nope. So Continental We encourage you to find it out on your own. Let's talk about Batman episodes. Yeah. The Continental Congress basically was a bunch of representatives from the colonies. Uh, which would later become the United States of America. And these dudes were like, um, hey, we're in the middle of a war because the Revolutionary War had already been underway for a year when the Declaration of Independence was signed. This guy, Richard Henry Lee, was like, hey, y'all, why don't we just secede for real? And they're like, all right. (laughs) So Thomas Jefferson wrote up most of the Declaration of Independence. They voted on it. On July 2nd, 1776, and then signed it uh, on the 4th. Now, here's an interesting little thing that I like. John Adams, mm-hmm. that famous persnickety l- l- lemony, John Adams. <laughs> <laughs> famous lemon meringue pie. Famously, famous for his uh, capacity to be butthurt. Um <laughs> He wrote to his wife, Abigail Adams, that July 2nd, quote, will be celebrated... Oh, my butt hurts so much! <laughs> I put a pen up it! Thanks thanks for uh, injecting a little humor into my teaching. No worries. What did he say? What did he say? He said, uh, July 2nd will be celebrated by seceding generations as the Great Anniversary Festival, and that the celebration should include pomp and parade, games, sports, guns, bells... Mm-hmm bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other. So that's that's noteworthy in that he believed that July 2nd was the appropriate date to celebrate, and he would reportedly turn down invitations to appear at July 4th (laughs) events as a protest. (laughs) Having my own Independence Day in my backyard. Yeah, like he's like, I was there. It was the Uh, second. Excuse me. Um, point of order. (laughs) It was only signed on the fourth. Um, and a kind of interesting thing. Um, both Adams and Thomas Jefferson died on July fourth, eighteen twenty-six, the fiftieth anniversary of the the adoption. What? To the same bullet. Yeah. So the Declaration of Independence is probably a cursed document. Yeah. I mean, causation. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone who signed it died. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. Much, Much later, but you know. Yeah, it happens. 
Yeah, I, I, I saw I saw Hamilton recently. Sorry, a couple of weeks ago. Did they brought, they have it in England now? Yeah, they have an English cast production. I'm broadly like I I like the songs. I'm not say I'm not sure I picked up on a lot of the history. They said it. They said it very quickly. Yeah. You know, I think that was kind of the point. It did sound good, but I couldn't really tell you the names of anyone involved aside from the main lad. Yeah. I, yeah. It helps to listen to the soundtrack repeatedly before viewing it live. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. So I'm actually interested in this. They have in Hamilton, King George is sort of yeah, made, yeah. made fun of as a frou frou, mm-hmm. petulant, uh, like jilted lover. Did mm. they, I assume they have that? performed in the same way yeah. in England. Yeah, 100%. So, um it it's like we're not like it's we're not stuck up about it. That's fine. And like I think like we could like if we're going to see Hamilton, we can all agree that he was kind of a dick. Yeah. Uh, at the time with but like you're not going to get staunch royalists in there being, "Excuse me. <laughs> what what what? Get Mr. Manuel Miranda on the phone." I say, this is obscene. Call um, the Lord Chamberlain. I think I think it's funnier when you have it in America. Yeah. Um and also things like um like when like like he plays to the audience and it's like and it's like you're my colony and you're my servant and and like you're you're my, you're my dear devoted servant and he's playing to the audience and being mean and kind of petty about it. But that really works when you're not in London. <laughs> yeah. That really works when you've got an audience full of Americans. That's fine, but for us, it's like, you're talking to the wrong crowd. And like, and also like, uh, like the rap battle scene where it's like, we're here in New York. This is happening. It's, no, this is London. You can't come and tell us we're in New York because, like, because, like, because they involve the crowd in that one. Wait, you understand it's... how uh, suspension of disbelief works, right? No, what? <laughs> huh? Huh? No, it, 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 so it was it was a screening of the documentary um, <laughs> oh, Alexander, uh, Alexander Hamilton. They're like, you are all in New York right now. What I'm saying is, it lacked a little bit of impact, as opposed to actually being in New York. Yes, you know that's kind of a, a phenomenon in many musicals. They're always like sucking the dick of New York. <laughs> yeah, just, like... just getting getting really busy around New York's balls. Yeah, just like really like rubbing New York's groin with like a mm. warm, damp towel that has yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Th- that smells of lavender. Questing a single gloved finger around <laughs> New York's taint. <laughs> just softly massaging New York's <laughs> prostate for for medical reasons. Well, I, th- I I think I think it's for pleasure reasons as well. There's no reason why, no reason why we can't combine the two. Yeah, por qué no las dos? Por qué no las dos? So, uh, in the pre-revolutionary years, colonists would ha- hold celebration of the king's birthday. Oh. In which they would do like amazingly fun things, like ring bells and Whoa. have bonfires. And do processions and do, uh, give speeches like Dude, like like fire and noise was all they had. <laughs> it really, not, is. Not, not that they could pop on Netflix, you know. Yeah, most of them couldn't even read. I imagine. I mean, they could probably. I, do, I don't know. I don't know. They could probably do cosplay. Of, of what? The Bible? Yeah, uh, you know. I guess it, so. For, isn't, isn't that sacrilege? <laughs> not if it's during the. Oh, you're also place. Jesus. Ah, oh, man, everyone's come dressed as Jesus this year. Yeah, but I'm gold Jesus. <laughs> Who would you dress up as? <laughs> well, so a shiny Jesus, a rare Jesus. What would you dress up as out of the Bible? I'd probably go for Moses. He seems, he seems a pretty cool dude. Out of the Bible, who would I dress up as? Yeah. I, I think I'd be a real troll about it, and I'd be the burning bush. 
Oh, nice. What and, and and just and just like have a smoke machine set up in your trousers. Yeah, and, and just you'd be like, guys, <laughs> guys, guys. <laughs> tell people what to do. Shake what? around. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. I like it. Or you could be Pharaoh. Nice. That's a pretty good costume. Ah, I mean, you could just dress up as a Pharaoh at any point. <laughs> you know, when you when you're going down the shop, it'll be like any costume party rather than specifically a biblical costume party. That's true. That's true. All right, we're getting off topic. Um. So. What's the, what's the, oh yeah, yeah. In, in Independence Day. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. After the signing of the Declaration of Independence, um, instead of celebrating King George's birthday, they'd hold mock funerals for King oh, George the Third. Nice. Yeah. To be like, yeah, you dead. You nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty. You smell like ass. Yeah. So, um, I must. I imagine the uh sort of mood of the town during the mock funerals was akin to the musical version of uh, A Christmas Carol with Albert Finney when they're having a funeral for Ebenezer Scrooge and uh, all the cockneys are riding on his casket as it's processing across foggy London town and singing, thank you very much, that's the nicest thing that anybody's ever done for me uh, about how Scrooge the lender has died. I I refuse to accept any version of Christmas Carol than the original. Uh, I, I know featuring featuring the Muppets. You're a strict feltist. Yeah, I think I think that I, I think that the Muppets actually outperformed Charles Dickens in their performance of it. And I think that it's honestly inconsiderate to start talking about this Finney character. Do you think the Muppets elevated <laughs> elevated the art form? Hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, I'm, I'm, I was, I was being, I was being ironic, but genuinely, Muppets Christmas Carol is brilliant because, because Michael Caine plays it straight. Yeah, he like at any point in the film, he could, he could have been like, oh, oh, it's a Muppet, isn't it? Like, as his lungs slowly filled up with custard. <laughs> but I, I, I can't do the voice. I'm really sorry. I can't do the, uh, the like the the slowly dying Michael Caine. You can't do a Michael Caine. Oh, listen, I can do Michael Caine. And- you have to sound very upset. <laughs> Master Bruce. I can't believe you'd do this to me. Master Bruce. But I can't do the uh, the, the laconic, slowly dying Michael Caine that you bring out. <laughs> I, I like to add a little mustard to every voice I do. Mm, um, mm. Wait, Grant, where in England is Michael Caine from? Like where... London. London? London. London. Is he Cockney? Um, no, he's not. Because I, when I do a Cockney voice, what I imagine is Michael Caine. Um, well, I'd say I'd say he's like he's he's more generic London. Really? I I don't, yeah, but then again, I don't really know why. I went really high. I don't know. You know what? I haven't done a lot of I haven't done a lot of research into this. I'm afraid I don't know when Michael Caine was born or where he's from, and I'm really sorry about that. I should have known that before coming on this podcast. He's one of two British celebrities alive. That's true. There was him and the Queen. Yeah, Laurence Olivier. There's him and James Bond. Uh, uh, Michael Fassbender, who controversially was revealed to not be German or British, but Irish. Yeah. What? He's Irish. He's changed his name. I think his one of his parents is German. Okay. Presumably Um, the one with the surname Fassbender. Yeah. 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 Um. (laughs) Anyway, getting off time. No, no, old Mick Fassbender of Cork. Yeah. All right. Um, um, Michael. Do you have any more? Do you have any more? Mark, 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 I'm, I'm hungry for knowledge, Mark. Are you being my Sean math, Bean? My, my, no, I, I was going for Michael Caine. Be Sean Bean. 
oh, hang on, Sean Bean, he's a, I've, got a, <laughs> I've got a problem with a northern voice because I've uh, heard my own northern voice repeated back to me and I sounds very inconsiderate of my friends <laughs> up there. Oh, because there's actual northern Brits who are like, hey, dude, I don't sound like that. No, but I'm in touch enough with them to, to realize this. <laughs> A hunter is a hunter. A hunter must hunt. <laughs> this is a very northern voice. Hunt. What I learnt, hunt. I learnt it from Bloodborne on the PlayStation 4. I do not like that game. It's it's very hard. I wish I was good at it. I think there's a lot there's a lot of game there. I just can't see it. Yeah. I just it... Can't, I'm not I'm not good enough at the game to enjoy it. This has been Bloodborne cast. Hunting for Bloodborne. Do you have any more facts about the 4th of July? Oh, do I? All right. I'm going to hit you, big horse. Mm, hit me, big horse. <laughs> Pop it down on my chin. Um, okay, so, yeah. Festivities back in the day were like bonfires, firing cannons and muskets, um, and public readings of the Declaration of Independence. Which, wow, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's super boring, but like relevant. To like, I guess at the time it might have been kind of exciting. Like, excuse me, fellow American, we still have a bit of the old British dialect. Why, why talk like this? Why are you firing them guns? It's like, uh, well, why, why? It's the Fourth of July, good sir. As as the only literate member of uh, Baltimore, uh, <laughs> you must know that uh, the the muskets are fired celebrating our independence, my boy. Oh, someone's going to ring a bell next. I, I hope it's more than my heart can take. I hope there are illuminations. <laughs> <laughs> else, else, I'll fucking trip over on the way home. <laughs> so many peasants died in like mud ruts on the Fourth oh, of July yeah. as they tried to yeah. walk in the dark. Anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so. The tradition of patriotic celebration became even more widespread, Grant, after the War of 1812. Remember that one? Who was that against? <laughs> that was against us. <laughs> so that was uh, again. Right. Who, who was the other side? Great Britain. Ah, right. Okay. Not the Revolutionary War. No. Revolutionary War happened, and then War of 1812 okay. happened. But it, it, it didn't quite take. Right. I think okay. it was like, hey, rematch. Yeah, okay. Hey, step, step. So apparently, War of 1812 started over, like, trade disagreements. Trade. Which... Star Wars all over again. I was gonna say, it's a fan of Oh, sorry, sorry. That's okay. Um, Oh, I think this is fascinating. In August of 1814, British troops invaded Washington, D.C. and burned the White House, the Capitol Building, and the Library of Congress. Like, how fucking metal is that? Burning a library. Well, no, but like that It's pretty metal. That British troops invaded the capital of the US and fucking burned down the White House. I'm really sorry, Mark. I have to I have to talk to my wife for a second. Oh boy. It's cocktail time. Something that Americans do on the fourth of July is play or sing the Star Spangled Banner, which is our national mm-hmm. anthem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amber Waves of Grain, that one. No, that's not it. Uh, that... Is that Canada? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think this is actually fascinating in a nerdy way. Uh, so Star Spangled Banner was originally a poem. It was called The Defense of Fort McHenry. Defense written with a C 
like you Brits do. Mm. And it was written by a Maryland lawyer named Francis Scott Key. Now, here's the mm. cool thing. Okay. Okay. So the British were in Baltimore at the time in the War of 1812. Key, uh, his friend, Dr. William Beans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy Beans. So William Beans, spelled B-E-A-N-E-S, the British way, uh, was Wonderful. he was taken prisoner by the Brits. And so Francis Scott Key went to Baltimore. He located the ship where Beans was being held, and he negotiated his release. Like, that's fucking badass to do for your friend. That's nice. Yeah. Um, so, like, this was moments before the British were going to attack Fort McHenry with, mm -hmm. like, a bombardment. And so Key and Beans weren't allowed to leave the area because they mm -hmm. were going to get kablooied. So th <laughs> they watched the battle from a ship, like, eight mm -hmm. miles away. And the Brits attacked the fort and didn't kill it, and eventually they gave up. And so after they left, Key, Key looked and saw an American flag waving over the fort, fort, like in spite of all the bombs and gunfire. And he was like, whoa, I better write a poem about this. Awesome. Yeah. So That banner's, that banner's spangled with stars. Yeah. So the Star Spangled Banner uh, is like uh, a tribute. Can, can, to, you, can you hum it? Can I hum it? Yeah. How does it go? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, it's kind of uh, yeah. What 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 one? What was I singing? Um, <laughs> I think uh, uh, Mambo Number Five. <laughs> you were singing <laughs> "Oh Beautiful." Oh, okay. Is that just a, is that just a song about how great America is? Yeah. So oh, okay, cool. But check it out. I think you'll I'm like checking it. it. Check it out. I think you'll like this. Um, it was just a poem, and it was printed in newspapers, and then eventually it was set to the music of a popular English drinking song ca okay. called To Anna Creon in Heaven oh. by composer John Stafford Smith, and people mm. began referring to the song form as the Star-Spangled Banner. Right. And in 1916, U.S. President Woodrow Wilson announced that that should be played at all official events. And then it was made the official national anthem in 1931. So, like, that's fairly recent. Yeah, that's a fucking long time to not have a national anthem, unless we well, did. Well, you're you're a young nation. We are young. We had to get our shit together. He's, yeah, you still got to get sorted out. So, in a way, Star Spangled Banner is a remix of "To Anna Creon in Heaven." It's fan fiction. You can hear in the background sometimes in some versions. <laughs> DJ Clue remix. <laughs> Um, there's four verses to Star Spangled Banner, but mm -hmm. everyone only sings one before the baseball mm -hmm. game. But I want like, wanna... like old Lang Syne. Yeah, I want to. I know you're in a time crunch, so I'm gonna read you verse number three very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to point out kind of how dark it gets. Okay, mm. Hit me. verse three. And where is that band so vauntingly swore? That the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more. So the band is British troops. Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. That's pretty metal. Yeah, it's like the British forces are polluting our place and nothing will save them from terror and death. Mm. Like, that's fucked up. 
I can see why you skipped that bit before the baseball game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I'm kind of wondering if the hireling and slave is not talking about the soldiers, but the servants of the army. Hmm. Like. Oh, oh, I see. Right, because that makes sense for the hirelings. Yeah. So like, so and, like, also everyone who's standing within three meters of them. Yes, yeah, slavery was hmm. ab- absolutely still around. And so it's like the soldiers got out, but sorry, slaves. You get you guys have to push the heavy thing, and you're gonna get killed. Just as bad. Well, the sweet release of death, though. I'm glad that you have such a you have an excuse to have illuminations and bells and fires. Yeah, and we used to in your sh- country. We used to shoot guns, and I think some mm. less civilized parts of our country still shoot guns. Mm. Apparently, we're still allowed to use guns for some reason. Mm. Well, you know, you have to kill. 20 deer in a single sitting. <laughs> yes. Mm. I when when you said deer I was like please don't say deer children but no. <laughs> 20 deer children. <laughs> but yeah, that that shit is happening all the time here now Grant. Yeah, yeah we're bad people and we, yeah, we you're you're a bad country doing badly. We we really are and our, Thank our God for Netflix. Our, we're taking our freedoms and just like using them to destroy ourselves. Mm. So, uh, it's, it's a, hefty, a hefty price of freedom is yeah. the fact that everyone gets it, even the stupid people. I think maybe if America was less about freedom and liberty and more about discipline, like <laughs> like self control is the thing to aspire oh, to. Oh right, okay, not not like not like obedience, right? But self yeah. Like if we, you know, like I I've been to Japan a couple times and like on a very surface level, what I've observed is everybody is pretty chill and like they're not gonna go nuts and hurt you or like get bent out of shape because you took their seat like because if they did that is culturally shameful and they would be in the wrong yeah whereas in america it's like i own everything you took my seat you some bitch yeah this is my seat because i thought of it so let's have a big old fight (laughs) yes so how about perhaps 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 on fourth of july everyone just nods yeah, just a restrained single nod to each other. Maybe let's remember the Declaration of Independence instead of celebrating excess consumption of food and violent sky shows <laughs> launching explosives. Sky fucking. <laughs> sky fuckers. Sky fuckers when there's evil in the air. Sky fuckers don't give a fucking care. I'm hawk. <laughs> I'm penguin. And I'm pigeon. I'm bluegrass. We gonna fuck the sky. (laughs) I just like to watch. (laughs) Oh, bluegrass. Oh, bluegrass, you little pervert. (laughs) Cranking your hog there. When we think you can't see you at the bottom of the frame, but we see you. Uh, So, Grant. Can birds masturbate? Probably not. I doubt it. It's all tucked away in the cloacas. Yeah, I think they have cloacas. Mm, They have to sort of bump the cloaca. Anyway. I should leave. You really should. Uh, I think mm. when we've reached the point of inventing a new 80s cartoon about fucking the sky, we have reached the logical conclusion. Mark, of the hour and hour, over the, the hour and 40 minutes we spent recording, I'm going to say that was legitimately the high point. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was our funniest moment. Well, your drugs are just now kicking in. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't drugs when I podcast. Really? No, I don't drugs my podcast. Not, I, even, I, I, not even the not po- even the pot drug. 
No, God, no. I sound like a fucking idiot. Oh. Even more so than usual. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, jokes? <laughs> no, I, I don't do it. It's a, it's a daft manoeuvre. Right. But thank you so much for having me in your American pod chamber. And thank you, I've got to say thank you for getting rid of that dictatorial order. I much prefer talking to you. Well, thank you very you, much. You don't mispronounce words. No. Or yell my name before every segment. <laughs> or, as, or as he'd say, segment. That's right. I don't do that. Uh, yeah, I like that. Grant, do you have anything that you'd like to plug to our readers? Yeah. Yeah, if you want to go to rowanrookanddeckard.com, that is my official business website. You can also go to Twitter. I'm G.S. Howitt, G-S-H-O-W-I-T-T. And that is, uh, that is my, that's my main, uh, account. And you can, you can find all the games that I write on there, including Spire, which, uh, which we just put out on PDF and should hopefully be out in physical copy soon, which is a, Honestly, a tremendously difficult work about rebellion and oppression, uh, and we're really proud to have made it. And it's a beautiful book, and you should go look at it, please. You can also download all of my, pretty much all my other games for free um, by going to my Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash gshowitt again, and you can get all of my one-page games for absolute gratis. Ooh, that's mm. free for our American listeners. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was using, well, I mean, yeah, you don't speak Spanish over there, do you? <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um uh, many of us do i should say mm-hmm. yeah uh also how about you do you have anything to plug yeah i do i'm trying to like order it in my mind so i also have a patreon site it's patreon.com slash blaster podcast mm-hmm. i've been losing patrons left and right so oh, no. <laughs> if, if you like what i do and you want to see it continue oh, to no. thrive Please uh, throw some shekels. So, you know. Yeah, give us some money. Yeah, people have babies and they're like, I can't be paying money for this guy's goofs. Throw that baby away. Right? Um, Yeah, so uh, check me out on Patreon. Give Mark some money. Thank you. Um, Also, uh, this is kind of cool. I'm learning how to code. And my coding project is going to be to create uh, a little add-on to help players of Grant's game, Honey Heist. Oh, yes. Yeah, Grant has a one-page RPG called Honey Heist that's very popular where you play criminal bears trying to steal honey. And as my project, I'm creating a little app um, that'll live on a web page, and it will help you roll up a character so you don't have to deal with those pendulous dice anymore. Right? Um, so watch for that. I'll put more about it on social media and my website when it's something that works and that you can use. Brillo. Brillo pants. (laughs) Ferrillo. Grant, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you so much for being my host. Is that your position to me, host? Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm my host. I'm your temporary host. I'm your temporary host. Oh, that's true. Well, thank you for having me. It's lovely to, to... Extend a black tentacle into the Morris that is America and come back largely unharmed. Hail Hydrox. Hail Hydrox. This show is a proud member of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. If you liked it, you might like some of their other offerings, like Cinema Jaw. Cinema Jaw is a film podcast where Matt Kay and Rai the Movie Guy, along with Elias Rodriguez, talk to authors, musicians, technologists, and any other interesting people about their take on the movies. But <laughs> listen to it! 